0: Only, it's only a game. Why you have to be mad? I'm not answering this one. That's a clown
1: question, bro. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs?
2: you kidding me? Playoffs? It's my team. It's my quarterback.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to Real Life Sports, the home of real sports stories for real people. I'm your host, Christian Garcia, and joining me today on this beautiful spring day, my co-host,
1: Nick Grantham. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Good, man. You're not joking about this beautiful weather. Finally. I think it was like sunny with the high of 70 today. It's good. It's about time. If it could be like that every day, I'd be totally okay with it. Right. Just hang out outside all day.
0: Also joining us today, I'm super excited about this, my... My good friend from high school. He is currently living in DC. He is the host of the Incubator Music Podcast, also a staff writer for Incubator Music. And my my dear, dear friend, Bert Hassler. How's it going, man? Dude, it's going good. Thanks for
2: having me on.
0: Oh man, it's it's an absolute pleasure. I know I had the the true pleasure to do a guest spot on your guys' podcast a couple of weeks ago. And I was looking forward to having you guys hopefully one by one join the pod at some point so uh happy to have you aboard for this episode
2: yeah dude i'm uh, i'm super stoked to be on a sports podcast um if you haven't noticed uh lately on the incubator podcast it's been opening day and right. frank and i are big baseball guys so it feels like all of our intros are like 15 minutes of just talking about baseball yeah. until frank's like hey this is a music podcast we should probably talk <laughs> about some tunes yeah and then uh like frank just
0: talks about the the white socks i'm like dude you're oh from yeah he's Chicago. a huge white Sox fan like, why the White Sox? The Cubs live there,
2: right? Dude, he's from like the he's like from the dirty south side of the city. Ugh. So, oh yeah, he's a big White Sox guy. Well, cool. Well, yeah, we are
0: uh, kicking off a new series today. Super excited about. Actually, wanted to bring Bert on for the first portion of this series. We're gonna introduce that a little bit later. Um, go ahead and give us the timestamp. What, what's today's date, Nick? I don't remember. The eleventh. Okay, so it is Thursday, April eleventh. It is about 7.30 Central Standard. And uh, let's go ahead and kick it off before we hop into the main segment. Uh, Let's talk about our day. I feel like we don't do that enough. Yeah. Bert, why don't you kick us off? How was your day, man?
2: Oh, man, my day. Um, So I don't know if you guys do this um, at your jobs. So I have like a little office like in the back corner of my uh, building. Mm -hmm. And there are days where for some reason, no one needs to come talk to me about anything. So I, I kind of just hole up in my hobbit hole back there. And I've had this paper that I've got to get done uh, for seminary. So I literally just cranked out my paper all day. I don't think I did any actual work <laughs> for my actual job. So that was kind of awesome. Um, sometimes I do that with incubator, but uh, today I got to do it with with a paper. But um, we also had a bunch of like old people that took over my building. Uh, so my office has like these events for donors and these donors mm-hmm. came in they're all like 80 years old and uh they're always like asking us where the bathroom is and things like that and i just <laughs> pretend and they think that i'm like some sort of like um uh like butler they don't realize like that i'm like health. a full-time staff member there so <laughs> that's uh, fine
0: well that's great dude. sounds like you had a good day nick what'd you do today
1: um it kind of feels like we had a similar day um i was also at work i'm in the back corner. <laughs> and I didn't get bothered at all by anyone. It's oh, the best. Um, it was nice. I mean, I had plenty of emails and things to do, so I, I stayed busy. But, you know, it's just one of those days, man. Towards the end of the day, I was kind of like, man, I'm running out of things to do. So I hopped on um, my email and checked out the script and kind of like prepped a little bit for this episode. It's good. So I had some time to do that today, which is fun, but nothing, nothing too exciting, man. It's cool, man. It's you you scored
0: the... some points in my book for, for doing the studying.
1: Yeah, I got the studying in, man. It's good. I appreciate it. <laughs> Dude, I
0: so I had a similar day, but instead of doing nothing, I watched the Masters all day. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, you know, we did our episode on golf a couple, I guess a week ago. No, two weeks ago. We took a week off last week. Um, I should also say I'm just very happy to be back. I missed everybody. It's been fun. It's 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 been cool to do this podcast but uh i watched the masters all day and anytime tiger did something cool i was just like like yeah like really excited and then like i i work in software and so i sit right next to programmers and they like look back at me and they're like hey can you keep it down (laughs) so i'm like yeah i guess but like it's the masters but dude that's the thing about software
2: is like nobody plays sports (laughs)
0: like
2: most these people didn't play sports growing up oh yeah did you guys in college, did you guys like watch the Masters or like March Madness on your computers while you were in class?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: I watched I, a everyone lot. Everyone does
1: that. I watched a lot of NBA games, actually. <laughs> dude,
2: it's...
0: Yeah, like I remember... So we had Kazo G on a couple of weeks ago, and we, we have him on every now and then. But dude, he, he's still in college, and he just watches games in class all the time because he has to know how to do his in-game betting. Yeah. Well, I had a lot of <laughs> night classes,
1: uh, so... It would suck because like everybody else is watching the game and i'm stuck in a night class so i would sit on the back row with my laptop and stream nba games (laughs) like every single night that's the dream well cool
0: yeah i think uh i'm I'm stoked about the masters it's that time of year as we're talking about like the weather's starting to get nice i'm starting to think hey you know what like i'm watching people take shots i'm like what are you thinking dude like i could have done that and then it's like well no probably not so uh <laughs> I'm I'm like talking about how uh like i, I like my our, our one of our executives comes by and he's a big golf fan and he he kind of understands like I have it in the background. I don't I'm not like not working, but right, I'm like right. listening and like and anytime Tiger takes a shot I'll like take a look and he'll like hit putts and I'll like stand up and like pump my fist. <laughs> it's, it's pretty exciting. I get
1: I get amped on the Masters. But uh You've gotta have something else going other than just staring at a computer all day, man. Yeah. I go like blind. I think. Yeah, I gotta have music on in the background, or, or something,
0: or the Incubator Music
1: Podcast. Yeah, man, I've
0: been hey, to there. Listen, you
2: go.
1: <laughs> listen to Incubator while I'm working. So
2: it's
0: good. It's good stuff. Well, cool. So, as we said, we got a new segment today. But before we do that, Nick,
1: why don't you do our starting lineup for us today? Well, for the starting lineup, let's talk about the playoffs, man. Yesterday was the last game for the Dallas Mavericks um, which is kind of a bummer they won't be in the playoffs but we have an upcoming uh, interesting playoffs uh, set up and I want to do the two sentence take on Mm. uh, each matchup kind of like we did a few weeks ago so Bert what this is um, I'm going to give you a playoff matchup and you're going to give me your two sentence take on that matchup so what you expect what you're excited for Um, Just kind of however you feel about it. So to start off, let's go ahead and start with previous champions, Golden State Warriors versus the Clippers. Who wants to start?
2: We'll start with uh, Bert. You want to start us off? Yeah, I can do it. I can start. Um, Here's my two-sentence take on Warriors versus Clippers. Curry stays, whether Curry stays healthy or not, it's a four-game sweep. But if he gets hurt, they have serious trouble in the next round. Ooh, mm-hmm. I like that take. I do. Because didn't didn't he have like an ankle problem or something? I saw that he got taken out of a game recently. I feel like he always has
1: ankle problems. Yeah, he he's been sitting out a lot recently. It yeah. seems they haven't had anything to play for. Though. But I think that's <laughs> I think that's the main reason. <laughs> cool. My my
0: two sentence take. So I think I'm going to set a quick rule. I think you should give your prediction, and that shouldn't count. As one of your sentences. So Okay, fair. So going forward, that's what we'll do. But I'm with you, Bert. I think Golden State and four. Uh here's my two sentence take. If Kevin Durant leaves and the Clippers pick up a star player, comma, I think the Clippers could be a top four seed next year. Oh my gosh. That's sentence one. Sentence two. I'm really excited to see how hard Golden State has to work to win these games. Yeah, I like that. The Clippers are the hardest playing team in basketball. I I believe
1: that. And Golden State has been so lethargic all year. So uh, those are my two sentences. I'm excited to watch that series, even though it will be a sweep. So you kind of totally ruined my sentences with (laughs) your statement because my sentences were going to be sentence one, I expect Golden State to win. Sentence two, it's a hot take. I expect the Clippers to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I just do not have much to say about this series, man. Let me let me think. I'll say sentence one. Well, my prediction is that I think Golden State will win. I'm, okay. I'm very confident Golden State will win. Yeah. Sentence one. I think this series will be like a warm up. For the Warriors, okay. period. So, what I mean by that is, like, you know, they've been kind of, like, sleeping through the season. (laughs) So, I think they're going to have to, like, get their warm-up in before their workout. They're greasing the playoff gears. Yeah. Sentence two, I think the Clippers will give some diehard fans in L.A. a small shimmer of hope. But uh, then the Warriors will take it right away. I like. it. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, so give, cool. just give a touch and then just steal it. <laughs> All right, so that's that is matchup one. Matchup two: Houston versus Utah. Bert, what do you have?
2: Houston wins this series. Um, but here's my here's my take. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is going to have back to back. 50-point games. Ooh. Oh, man. Um, And someone from the Utah crowd will throw a racial slur at somebody on the Rockets. Oh, man. Yeah, I can see that.
0: <laughs> I wonder if there's <laughs> prop bets for that. <laughs> like, would you feel good? So, say you put a bet on that. Like, Vegas has a bet. Like, a fan's going to get thrown out for being racist. Like, if you put money on that and you won, like, is that dirty money?
1: I mean...
2: Yes. <laughs> what I want to know is there is there another pro, is there a prop bet to see if Mitt Romney shows up for another Utah play. Oh, that's game? another good that's one. That's funny, yeah.
0: And an even bigger prop bet if he throws the slur. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if if Mitt Romney threw the slur, I'd be be very concerned. But he's also not running for president anymore, so I think it's okay. Yeah. That basically means you can I mean, it doesn't stop our current president, but uh <laughs> anyway, this is not this is not a politics podcast. Um my two sentence take. I think this is pre pre-take. I think Houston wins in 6. That's my that's my prediction. Um I'm interest, sentence one. I'm interested to see how much more energy James Harden has after the regular season. Sentence two. I think Utah can pull this off if Donovan Mitchell puts up back-to-back 50-point games. <laughs> really? I mean, I'm telling you. What, he, he just went off the other night, didn't he? Yeah, he put like 46 up, I think. Yeah. The dude the
1: dude balls. He does. Dude's very good. But so does James Harden. Yeah. But I'm going to let you do your take. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my take is that Houston gets this done fairly easily. Um, sentence one. I think Houston has the best team they've had in two decades. Period. So that's since two since
0: 1999? Since the 90s. yeah. Okay. Basically I'm since I'm they I'm trying w- to make sure I yeah. remember what 20 minus
1: 2000 or whatever. <laughs> You're right. Go, Technically go it's ahead. probably like 25 <laughs> years. Um since two I think that this series will be much more Lopsided than either of you think. Ooh, period. Okay. And yeah, I feel like Houston is gonna win this in like four or five games. But All right. Yeah, that's just me. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm a big Rudy Gobert fan. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I
0: like him. He's French. Yeah, that's not I mean, why I like him. I, but he, <laughs> is
2: that it? For, is that it, Chris? That's it. He's just
0: he's from France. <laughs> we need more of those guys. That's it. no i i do like rudy gobert i think he plays he's like an old school big man yeah he he is school big he plays
1: hard he plays tough he throws elbows you know yeah (laughs) like like the good old days yeah all right guys denver san antonio spurs
2: um oh man i think that you never want to bet against the spurs in playoffs right uh that being said i just have a special affinity in my heart for the denver nuggets i just think of them i still remember that the denver nuggets at one point i can't remember what year it was but they were like the most tatted team in the nba the denver thuggets did that's was my that favorite statistic in chris all chris anderson days birdman days or what oh uh, yeah bird the birdman days <laughs> and like um,
1: J.R. smith and uh Carmelo, I think, oh, was on yeah. that team. Man, yeah. that is crazy. I never thought about that.
2: Um, so I say that it's a it's a close series. Spurs eke it eke it out because of coaching. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna go. They they upset him. Um but I will definitely be rooting for the Nuggets.
0: Cool. I think That's my take. You took you took uh one of my senses that I wanted, but I'll I'll rephrase it. Sentence 1 for me, I think this series is the most prone for an upset. And then sentence 2, Denver can solidify themselves for the next 5 years if they win this series. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I think I think they're on the cusp. I think I wanted them to get Anthony Davis. But uh it was not meant to be. I heard he's going to the Warriors. for the (laughs) (laughs) mid-level or for the the veterans uh, along with everyone else yeah the whole league is just gonna play dirk's gonna go play for him oh gosh i'd probably die
1: i'd cry (laughs) anyway oh gosh enough of my death and crying go for it nick um i thought i was gonna like catch everybody off guard with my upset sentence but it's been said twice now i never
0: (laughs) i never uh said my prediction
1: yeah who do you expect to win denver and seven denver and seven okay wow okay i like it i like it So, I will say, I expect the Spurs to win this in seven. I think they're going to pull off the upset. So, sentence one, it's kind of like the same thing you guys both said, but I really think, sentence one, the San Antonio Spurs are destined for this upset, period. I think it's about time that LaMarcus Aldridge and... Demar deRozan make it a little deeper into the playoffs period.
0: I like that take because Demar like
1: Demar's been
0: uh owned by LeBron the past couple of years. I'd right. say
2: the the those Raptors, man, they like have the have nightmares of the Cleveland Cavaliers every <laughs> night.
0: And the East still runs through Cleveland according to Tristan Thompson. <laughs> not okay, anymore gosh. though cuz they're not they're not in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I guess Demar was in he may have been in the Eastern Conference for finals, uh, but you know it's always LeBron kind of being the big brother, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> laying the hammer in those Step playoffs. Step aside, so, young buck. I'm excited to see what the Spurs can pull off here, but we'll see. So quick
0: side note, Derek White, the guy who plays for the Spurs, uh, I used to do color commentary at the college I went to for basketball, and he played at University of Colorado, Colorado Springs for a year and i watched him play he put 40 on us wow oh my gosh <laughs> and then i think the next year he transferred to uh colorado boulder which is the d1 school and uh then he got drafted so it was like wow. I, I saw him i was like dude i know this name and sure enough he he transferred after uh he played at uccs which is a d2 school and then now he's getting buckets Wow. Really nice. that's the only basketball player I know. I I know a couple of baseball players in the pros that have made it because I played for so long, but it's the only basketball player I know that I've watched or experienced like in college that made it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So cool. What's our next matchup? We've got Portland,
1: Oklahoma City.
0: I'm excited for the takes on this
2: one. <laughs> Go ahead, Bert. Um, uh Portland is my dark horse in this whole thing. Okay. Um, so I, I'm, I say Portland Portland wins it, um, I don't know, six, six or seven games. Uh, and if they get through this series, they could make a serious run at it. And if you are a, just a pure basketball fan, like I played basketball growing up. Right. If you're just a pure basketball fan, this is the team that you root for. They play the closest thing in the NBA to just pure basketball.
0: Interesting. More than the Spurs? More than the Spurs. Yeah, because they don't ever shoot threes. Exactly. Bunch of old folk. <laughs> I hate it. Shoot more threes. Anyway, that's a good take. I Danny like that. Green's gone, so... Yeah, he's up in, uh, up in the great white north. But I like that take. I think... I'm, I'm with you on the Portland. I, I've i always kind of liked Portland. I, I love Damian Lillard. He's like the realest dude in the NBA.
1: Yeah, he's crazy, man. Like... Yeah, he's he's on a different level for sure.
2: All right, my he's so two good, senses. and he's so he's so not about drama, which is kind of refreshing in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, seriously? yeah, that's true. It's
0: like it seems like everyone's sad or pissed off <laughs> in the NBA. It's a bunch of millennials. I I hate using that term, but like it's the only time <laughs> I've ever used it, and it's like adequate. It's like they're all depressed and they just a bunch are, of people like us, man. Yeah, exactly. Like we're just sad all the time, <laughs> except for we can't get buckets. except for Bert Um, thank you my two sentence take I think well pre-take I think OKC wins it Ooh, I think they win in six no I think they win in seven and I will tell you why sentence one if Paul George plays like he acts in that Gatorade commercial parentheses where he says no OT tonight. Close parentheses, comma. I think they can win this series. Second sentence: If Russell Westbrook is forced to carry this team, they will lose this series. Yes. Oh, yes, thank you. come on. The hate for Russell, not the hate, the uh, the disrespect for Westbrook. Uh, Really sets Nick off. Nick loves Westbrook. I love, man. He put oh, up a twenty no. twenty twenty though, which was pretty
1: <laughs> impressive. I have to give him that. Yeah. How how can you not respect that though? That was pretty cool. That was pretty tight.
0: And he put up a triple double for the third season in a row, averaging. And everyone's yeah. just like, "Oh, that's cool." Like, no, that, that's actually pretty impressive. Westbrook's okay in my book,
1: and he hates racists. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just had to throw that one in there. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to also pick Oklahoma City. And that might just be because they're like my number two team. I just love Oklahoma City, man. I know you do. So I'm going to pick them, though. I think they'll win it in six. And here are my two sentences. Sentence one. I am still laughing at the Lakers because Paul George stayed with the Thunder. Yeah. Period. Let the hate flow. This is the reason that the Thunder will win a series without Kevin Durant, period. Have they not won one without him? I think... I could be wrong. I don't think they have won a series without him. No, they haven't. Because um, they got beat... I think they got beat by Utah last year. Yeah, and I believe they played... Kevin Durant and the Golden State Warriors in the first round the the previous year. Wow, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, man, yeah. I'm I'm rooting for the Thunder. It may be just because I'm a fanboy, but yeah, dude, I'm excited. I love Paul George. I love Russell Westbrook. Stephen Adams. I think they have a good squad. Um, their bench like last year, the past couple of years, I think their issue was that they didn't really have much of a bench and they didn't have much depth. But I think. That has changed, and I think they're on a mission, dude. So we'll see what happens. Dude, uh, but they don't have Nick Collison anymore. That's true. All right, moving to the Eastern Conference, we've got Milwaukee and Detroit. (laughs) Uh,
2: Milwaukee uh, wins it easily.
0: Do you think they win in three?
2: (laughs) In three? (laughs) Like like that easily. (laughs) Uh, I think Milwaukee wins it easily. But I'm but I'm happy for Detroit that they're in the playoffs and they're doing interesting things. Um, side note, I have a bunch of friends that live in Detroit because I went to school up in Michigan. Right. And it's just cool to see the love for Detroit, the Detroit Pistons to come back since they moved back into the city. So they were playing like way out in the burbs right, for yeah. so long. And now they're playing back downtown. And it does kind of have, with Blake Griffin coming back, or coming into the city, it does kind of have like that bad boys mentality. Yeah. Maybe they don't play that way, but the the energy behind it is is there. So Milwaukee wins it easily, but it's fun to watch Detroit in the playoffs and back on the rise.
0: I like that. I'm I'm with you, man. I the uh the bad boy pistons, like that documentary, the thirty for thirty, I think is it's my best favorite one. thirty for thirty. Yeah, it's the best one. Besides maybe the Boston Red Sox two thousand four one that one's pretty oh, good that too. one's good too God, that's uh, all good but uh yeah, okay, my two sentences, and I'm not gonna waste one on Detroit basketball as much as I wanted to <laughs> <laughs> like, uh no i I think you're right, Bert I think I'm gonna save Bucks in four uh sentence one this is completely unfact checked. unfact checked so just a heads up. I think Giannis... Do I need to get some
2: of my interns on this?
0: Yes, send them over. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I think Giannis will be the first player to average a triple-double in a series. Wow. Dude, wouldn't that be cool? He puts up like 10 points, 20 rebounds, and 30 assists a game. It could happen. Uh, no, it can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> he'll put up 30 points. I think he'll put up 30 points, 10 boards, and 10 assists. Sentence one. Sentence 2 I've never changed my opinion on an athlete in basketball more than I have Blake Griffin. Okay. from I, what's What from bitter hatred <laughs> to, Hey, you know what? That guy's pretty. All right. <laughs> I, feel I feel you. I feel you. Cause when he went to Detroit, not only did he ball like he, and, and he's far and away the best player on that team. Uh, he really took on the city and he's just like you know it's hard to play in an empty arena but we got to win games we got to bring people we got to make people come for a reason and i really love that and i know there were some rumors with like the mavs trying to make a play at him during the trade deadline and i'm like all about it but uh i'm glad that blake's there and i'm i'm glad that he and for my sake because i have a problem with this i'm glad he stayed in the same color scheme jersey wise there you go because i tend to get mixed up right Like remember the whole uh when i said uh but i don't know if you heard this episode but i said that uh pat riley coached a prime mj <laughs> that was a, that was a big miss uh and that was all
1: because of jersey colors <laughs> so, magic magic johnson yeah and then i, I saved go.
0: face with magic johnson <laughs> Rip Magic Johnson.
1: All right. Let's see what I've got. So I also expect Milwaukee to get this done in a sweep. Sentence one. I think Giannis could have one of the craziest playoff performances in, in, in years, period. I'm happy for Detroit and the city on the rebuild, but... Your time is not now, period.
0: <laughs> Dude, you mean to tell me that Ish Smith is not going to carry that team to a sweep? <laughs> I don't think so, man. I love... I just like Ish Smith because his name sounds like like it's incomplete. Yeah. Like, Yeah, it does. It's like, did you cut off the first couple letters of your name? <laughs>
1: like, eh, ish. Yeah. That's actually my real take. Get a real name. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. So we've got Boston versus
2: Indiana. Boston gets it done easily. Okay. But I will be actively rooting against them the entire series because I hate Kyrie Irving.
1: Okay. That's I can take. respect that.
0: I can I, I can, like it. I like I, it. I can really respect that. I hate
2: anybody Kyrie. Anybody who Irving.
0: believes anybody who believes that the earth is flat well, or at least messes around about it. Is uh is no friend of mine. And is
1: not welcome in this house. So or leaves the Cavs. For kind of no reason,
0: yeah, because he wants to take over his own team, and then when he gets his own team, he can't do it. Yeah, and he—that's my favorite. So, in a in a year, this is outside of the takes. This was the craziest NBA season of all time, and I will not let anybody convince me otherwise. There was there was some freaking bonker stuff that happened this year, like Kyrie's like. And, and like Kyrie Irving's whole demeanor and like his whole person
1: was a big part of that. Yeah, I mean, if I remember correctly, he kind of admitted to LeBron and to himself yeah. that he was so wrong he, <laughs> in leaving. He, he like called LeBron. He's like, "Hey,
0: yo, it's kind of hard to deal with young players." I'm like, "Kyrie, you're 26. <laughs> you're, you're young. You should be talking about yourself right now, dude." What yeah. a what a wild season. Anyway. Yeah, what's your take, cigar? <laughs> All right, I'm I'm with you, Bert. I I think Boston wins this series, maybe in five. Because they're actually missing Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart went down, and I do like Marcus Smart because he went to Okie State, and the dude like fought some fans. He's a he's a real Detroit kind of guy. I feel like like he yeah. should get traded to Detroit. Um, sentence one. Indiana would win the series handily if Victor Oladipo was playing. Sentence two, the reason is because Boston's chemistry is so whack that I don't think they can pull it together for a playoff series. Okay. That's my take.
1: All right. I'm going to say Boston (laughs) wins it in six. Sentence one... Man, this this one's like so hard for me. I'm going to say sentence one. I expect this to be one of the more boring series of the first <laughs> round, period. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sentence two. We will probably get to see a couple huge performances from Kyrie Irving, period. I hope so. Yeah. I think he'll have a couple crazy games where he goes off. But I don't necessarily expect this to be anything too exciting in terms of like the the grand picture of this series, I guess, yeah, so we're in the Eastern Conference, so what can you say? <laughs> um, <laughs> Philadelphia and Brooklyn what do you think,
2: Bert? wait Brooklyn's in the playoffs
1: yeah <laughs> buddy sentence one no, just
2: kidding. that's my general <laughs> takeaway yeah that is my, that is actually my first sentence um <laughs> sixers get it done uh but i don't here's my here's my second sentence. But I don't trust in the process. Oh, I like that. That's the
0: truth. You know who the process per- created? Michael Carter Williams. Nerland's oh, yeah. Noel. <laughs> those guys are good, right? <laughs> Man. Dude, I'm anyway, That's those aren't part of my takes. Yeah, Philly is going to win. Sentence one, Brooklyn is my favorite team in the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> Sentence two, Philly is my least favorite team in the playoffs. <laughs> I really I'm not a huge fan of Philly. Like I yeah. I just think I don't like their I don't, I don't like their like more
2: thoughts
1: later. I don't yes. like um Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid,
0: yeah. I love Spencer Dinwiddie. I love <laughs> Rondae Hollis-Jefferson. I love D'Angelo Russell. I do too. I love the white dude that won the three-point contest. Uh Joe Harris.
1: I like that team (laughs) all right um i also expect philadelphia to get this done i'll probably give it five games so you think they're gonna take a game i think they'll take one i like that um so here sentence one i really really want brooklyn to somehow win period (laughs) sentence two please I don't think Brooklyn will be able to win, period. So. <laughs>
0: Dude, you're coming in with these like really in depth two
1: sentence <laughs> That's what, that's all I've got for that series, but yeah. Then you're not gonna have a lot for this next one. Vince Sim- yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's end it off here. Here's our last series in the East. Last series to talk about Toronto versus Orlando.
2: What do you think, Bert? Uh um, Toronto wins it. My first sentence is that this series is unwatchable. Oh, yeah. oh man. <laughs> oh. Um, my second sentence is, is the women's coll- college basketball tournament still going on? Because I'd rather watch that.
0: Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> Dude, that's that's spicy. I like these takes. There we go. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> on my hierarchy of sports to watch... The women's college basketball tournament is on the very bottom. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. And then the men's college basketball tournament is the next one. Good. No, <laughs> it's not. I, I'm like a known hater of NCAA basketball because nobody can make open shots. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Uh my my two sentences on this series. Where's Mo Bamba? Number one. <laughs> Number two will they play Mobamba the whole time the game's going in Orlando? God,
1: I hope that's so. That's more that's a that's a question. Wow. That's,
0: okay. That's a terrible song, but I but they should play it. Yeah. That's my 2 sentence take.
1: All right. Um my take is the Raptors win in four. Okay. They pull out the broom. Sentence one who plays for the Orlando magic question mark. <laughs> I honestly don't know a single player on that team sentence two. Oh, that's right. That guy that's coming to Dallas next season. Period. Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> yes, sir. Ooh, I like it was. <laughs> you set it
0: up. I appreciate that. I had to, I think. Yeah. Vuce plays for him. Jonathan Isaac, whoever that guy is, uh, Jonathan Simmons, the former spur, um, mobamba who i think has been injured all season yeah
1: dj does augustine gordon still play for them yeah aaron gordon does
2: yeah
0: oh, he does. i
1: know him he he had some gnarly dunks that i saw wow but that's about yeah that's about how did they the make magic.
2: it so the thing about the magic is like when i think of different teams i think of a single person like a player so right. like when i think of the lakers i think of lebron james or sure. the warriors i think of Steph curry with the magic i think of their crazy mascot <laughs> you know that crazy <laughs> that's awesome. like monster thing <laughs>
1: I
0: think of Shaq, even though he hasn't played in the NBA in the last like. Eight <laughs> yeah, years. I was gonna say
1: I think of Dwight Howard, I think, more than anybody. And yeah. that was like Wizard Great. Wait, the Wizard series?
2: Did we talk about the Wizards yet? Oh, I, oh that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well guys, that about wraps up
1: our starting lineup. So Chris Actually, that's not your name. Yeah, Christian. <laughs> you want to take us into the
0: next segment? Dude, I will. So I'm going to introduce this segment. Nick, you and I were talking about this. I thought it would be really cool uh, to bring Bert on for this first episode. But I wanted to do a segment, or not even a segment, but a series where we interview a fan uh, from a major sports city. And they kind of give us a kind of a culture. What's the word? A culture report. Of like how the city, like how things in the city are, like how like the atmosphere of games, like the nightlife after games, ticket prices, stuff along those lines. And so we actually have a pretty cool list of of interviews lined up. We're starting with Bert, who is in the D.C. area. I think we can get some dudes. We can get Denver pretty easily, uh, obviously because is from Denver. But I've got some other friends still there. Uh, I mean, we basically do Dallas every week. So, right. we don't need to do that one. I've got a friend in Phoenix, another buddy who grew up in Seattle, uh, another guy from Boston. I'd love to get Frank on to do Chicago, because I feel oh, like he's he'd, give us the real, he'd give us the real Chicago. Uh, and then, I think I can get someone from New York, but it's all dependent upon how willing people are to come on the podcast. So, I'm excited to start this series off. It doesn't have a cool name, because I didn't think of one, but... We're bringing Bert on to give us a little bit of a profile on the DC area. So, Bert, I'm gonna start off with this question: What is the state of the union in DC sports? Yeah.
2: um, the state of the union is good. That's what all the presidents I think say, except I like for that. one. But, um, <laughs> the no, I think that DC, coming from Dallas and coming to DC, it was a really kind of a different culture shock uh when it came right. to a sports fan. so like in dallas i mean i followed all the dallas teams and you know no one really strays outside kind of the the dallas teams right so when you're there you root for the mavs you root for the stars you root for the cowboys mm-hmm. um you root for the rangers when i came to dc i learned that that wasn't actually the case because <laughs> uh dc is a city of transplants and i'm kind of like a perfect example case of this right um where no one's actually from dc uh and so sure. you end up getting this really diverse group of fans that root for all kinds of teams, and then kind of the different, some of the different DC teams, uh, get get enough of a following where you could say like the whole city's behind them. That's kind of the best way to describe it. I like that.
1: Yeah. So like almost bandwagon, but not really, because you you have every right to root for them because that's the city you're in.
2: Right. Yeah. So I would say like. You know, right now the team of the city is the caps. Um and that's pretty uh, explainable after winning the Stanley Cup just a ago. Right. Um and so like the playoffs are going on right now. I was going onto the going on to the metro and I one of my stops on the on the train is this the stop where the the caps uh play. Oh cool. And, like everyone's decked out in their caps gear and everyone's all in on the city for that. Um but you know, that kind of, that tends to fluctuate depending on how people are doing, you know, how the different teams are doing and and where they are.
0: Yeah, that's awesome because I know, I think the, I mean, I don't think it's, this is the truth. The Caps were the first or the last team to bring a championship to DC. They won it last year, right? Yeah. And so I know like in DC sports,
2: go ahead. We had one of the longest droughts of a championship in the major sports, uh, uh, after after cleveland won we were like number one or two on the list oh wow i think us in uh um oh, what was the other one i can't remember what the other city was but it was like us in another city we're like yeah. the longest droughts in the championship
0: that's interesting yeah i know uh <laughs> it's kind of funny with with america's uh general disregard for russia as a whole people really seem to like this alex ovechkin guy so, oh yeah, I
2: the I loved it. I think it was the Washington Post. I don't want to I don't want to slander them if that's not the case, but <laughs> there was like a there was there was one pa- paper that's headline was like Trump invites Rush, you know, Putin ally to the White House. <laughs> and it was Alexander Ovechkin <laughs> for the Stanley Cup trophy thing. Oh, I
0: love that. That's too funny.
2: Yeah, well that's cool cuz like
0: at least on this podcast I know we don't talk too much about hockey. When I was in when I lived in Denver for a period of time, I mean hockey was pretty big. I think it's it's interesting because I think cold weather places tend to support hockey more with the exception of the, uh, the Tampa Bay lightning, who I think is the best team in the Eastern conference right now. And that's like about as warm as it can be. Right. Um, right. and I guess, yeah, I guess the, you can say the same for Nashville too,
2: but yeah, cap caps culture is, is actually really fun. Um, because they play downtown where kind of like all the business offices are and lobbying firms are, um, and you have to get you go through the stadium. A lot of people go to the stadium through the metro system. So like, what you have to what you right. do is a lot of dudes are coming off of work. They're still in their suits, and they just throw on a cap jersey like over their suit, grab a beer, and head to their head to their seat. And so, and it gets rowdy up in like the the third deck. Um, oh so those man, those games are are games are super fun. It's and that sounds I believe awesome. if I I I can't imagine that they don't sell out most games. Yeah, sure.
0: That's really interesting because like. Yeah, because I I think, you know, you you look at D.C. and you look at the people who work there, right? You either work on the hill, you know, you work, you know, maybe you work at like a law office or, you know, something like that. But not a lot of people that are there, you know, have the time to go home. And I, I would imagine a good portion of people don't even drive. Like when I was in D.C., you know, most people do take the metro to get around, you know, pretty quickly. And so that'd be so funny to be like, hey, work's over. Time to start chugging beers and putting on my uh, my jersey over my suit. But I got to <laughs> yeah. make sure I don't spear, spill beer on the suit. The, the jersey's fine, but <laughs> not sure. the suit. But that's a really unique take. I hadn't even thought about that. So, okay. So, I talked about a little bit about the Capitals. Let's talk about your favorite team. And I have to give you some props here. Uh, I've had a lot of friends that I've known for a long time moved to different areas and take on the culture that they moved to. So for example, my buddy Jake, who we hope to have on, uh, for our Seattle segment, he became a really big nuggets fan when he moved to Denver. Right. But I can't say I've met, or I know a friend who has moved to a city and taken on a team city more than you've taken on the nationals. Oh,
2: dude, I love the Nats. I know. And so give us a state of the union about the Nats. Yeah, dude. Um, Oh man, I love the Nats. There's so uh, much to talk about. I'm uh, to kind of go back to what you're saying. Like the the big uh, a draw to baseball for me is that it's still one of like the last sports where these like smaller market teams can make a run at it, right? And be good. Um, I think the Brewers are a great example of this, right? Like yeah, a, a smaller team out of Milwaukee for sure. Um, and there's a there's something about baseball that is all about like the local team and you got to root for them. And so right. when I moved to DC, I said, I'm going to just, I'm going to take on the Nats. Um, w- the Nats are kind of an interesting situation because that team was kind of brought back. They used to be the Expos. And when they brought them back, like the first couple of years with the Nats, it was, it immediately became the Bryce Harper and sort of the Strasburg era. Right. So like immediately this team had a bunch of talent and kind of star power. Yeah. Uh, that's right that um I think some other franchises kind of looked at them and said, No, you gotta pay your due. And right. the Nats went on, you know, we we've had multiple winning seasons uh since coming back and a lot of that has to do with just the, the amount of talent that we've accumulated uh, in such a short amount of time. Um as of right now, the Nats uh the biggest story obviously is that over the off season Bryce Harper decided not to sign with us. Boo. Uh, I know uh so I, we offered him three we offered him a ten year apparently ten year three hundred million dollar deal um uh to sign back with us a lot of that money was deferred for later, I think right. he would was gonna be getting payments out to like twenty seventy two or something <laughs> oh my god um and s- he turned it down uh and then decided to go to philly, which I think. Really ticked off a lot of people in the city.
0: Would you say that Philly is the biggest rival of? Oh, absolutely. Okay, because I was it, curious if it
2: was them or the Mets. No, it's it's definitely Philly, and it, okay. and the Harper thing is is a huge part of that right now. Right. But I would say that even before that, there's a lot of hate for Philly fans, and I think Philly fans deserve a lot of it because oh, of the way they are. One hundred percent. They bring it upon themselves. <laughs> um, but that you know it's funny because it crosses. You know, baseball is kind of where it's seen right now. You know, ESPN was showing the game that Harper came back to D.C., which I was at. uh, Oh, nice. It's kind of like uh, blowing up the rivalry. But the Mm -hmm. Philly-D.C. thing, is it crosses sports. It's true about the Caps and the Flyers. It's true about uh, the Wizards and the Sixers. And it's true about the Eagles and the Redskins. A lot of people talk about the Redskins and the Cowboys, which is a great rivalry. Mm -hmm. But Redskins fans hate Philly fans just as much. Sure. I mean, the NFC
1: East division has been around forever. So, like, all these rivalries, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Redskins, the Redskins, the Eagles, like, the, all of these rivalries are so, like, sewn into the culture that um, yeah. it is kind of cool to see it cross sports. Because, yeah. like, for me in Dallas, like, I hate the Phillies too, man. And I, there's, <laughs> there's no reason why I should, but it's just because it's Philly. You know, yeah,
2: <laughs> I think that's why I don't like the Sixers. <laughs> I'll give a great example of why Philly fans are awful. So I went to so I was at the game when Harper came back when I saw that on the schedule. Me and a buddy immediately went and bought tickets. Yeah. Um, and I was sitting with a bunch of Philly fans uh, in my section. Uh, it was a rain delay and about 15 minutes be- after they called the rain delay. They had already had the few beers were sitting in our section and started doing an Eagles chant. Nice.
1: Oh, and I was God. just like,
2: you won a Super Bowl like two years ago. <laughs> no <laughs> one <who> cares. <laughs> God, that was uh, the worst Super Bowl. Oh, gosh. Uh, but, yeah, so Philly's kind of our big rival, and a lot of that has to do with Bryce Harper. And I have a lot of thoughts about the whole Bryce Harper ordeal and how that all went down.
0: Yeah, I think you you posted on your socials kind of your take on how him coming back and like it felt like the 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 organization had collectively moved on from him, and right. I thought it was eloquently written for a short social media post. And I figured you probably could have written an article about it if you wanted
2: to. Well, so the thing that really ticked me off was uh, I'm guessing you guys saw the the highlights and how yeah he came back to DC and got just like the loudest boo that I've ever heard in my entire life at a sporting. Oh event. yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, like, and a bunch of people from the big markets, uh, like ESPN, Fox Sports One. they all these all these pundits got on the television and started talking about how it was a bad look for Washington. Bryce Harper built this team. He was the oh, star brother. of the the star of the show and it just looked it makes us look petty and bad. And kind of my takeaway with that was like, look, no one no one's mad at him for leaving DC. Because he could get a better financial deal somewhere else. I think for the sure. most part, people people understand that. And I think when the when everyone thought he was going to go to L.A. or a non-interdivision rival, right, we were yeah. kind of okay with that, right? Um, but that he would choose Philly for not that much more than what we were going to give him. I mean, if right. if you look at the if you look at the per year deal, it's not that different, um, and. Uh, the way that it was done just it it left a bad taste in everybody's mouth so to watch him come back and for the dc crowd the nats crowd which is which is notoriously known for showing up in around the third or fourth inning and not staying past (laughs) the sixth
0: because everyone's getting off
2: work (laughs) of yeah of most people of going only go to the stadium for the amazing food and restaurant scene that's inside the stadium wow or buying group tickets because of their offices or uh uh like as perks for lobbyists, like that's kind of like what the te- the team is notoriously wow. yeah. known for. <laughs> to watch that crowd sit through a forty-five minute rain delay with all their Nats gear on and boo the biggest name that's ever come through Washington, it felt like this really great like collective moment where we all like turn to each other and yes. we're like, okay, let's get serious about baseball now. Yes, I love and it. And it was great.
0: That's awesome. That's that's so cool to hear because like. I know I'm trying to think of a similar situation. Like when Josh Hamilton signed with the angels, I didn't really care because I, I, I kind of felt like he was on the tail end of his career at that point. Um, I, I'm trying to think of a similar situation, but like, like Johnny Damon used to play for the Red Sox. And when he signed with the Yankees, that was a pretty bad one. Uh, but I don't know. Like that I can, I can see that. Cause like I didn't, I never knew how big that rivalry was. I always thought it was you guys in the, in the, New York Mets but that's cool to see that like there's way more to it than just like I didn't know the contract was that similar
2: I was like, okay, well, yeah, yeah take more money. When you when you look at it, when you look at the overall picture, you it, it it's obvious financial sense for Harper to leave. But if you look at like the per year deals and sort of thing, you, you really are negotiating over just a couple million dollars, and you're just you're kind of like, why would you do that? And my whole takeaway is that like baseball is a very big kind of legacy sport, and like your oh, legacy yeah. matters in baseball. And my question is, so Harper just burned the city that he made himself at, right, Washington where he's never going to get cheered back at that, at that stadium. Um, he's probably only going to be in Philly for... I, I don't think he lasts that long in Philly. I know he signed for a 13-year deal, but there's just no way that he'll be satisfied enough to stay in Philly. I think it's fitting that his first opening walk-up song was The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which is a song about a guy <laughs> going to Philly and it's being too dangerous that he moved to L.A. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, is uh, but... he
0: foretelling his
2: own career? <laughs> So like he's gonna have a handful of years at other places. I mean, so where does he go into the Hall of Fame in? Like he's not going in as a Nat because the Nets fans don't want him to do <laughs> want him to. So well, he's gotta get to the hall first. Yeah, I, I think it's I think he's probably going to, but yeah. Um I think you're it right. was just kind of a weird thing to do, uh, and and burn a city like that.
0: Yeah. That's that's unique. I think I and I and since I played baseball, like I followed Bryce Harper for you know, since his you know his real breakout like as a teenager and uh he kind of came around during the like the upswing of youtube and so like back when you were watching like mixtapes of like basketball players like i was watching bryce harper's bp videos because he's (laughs) because we're we're the same age you know bryce is our age um and like following his career it was just really unique and like yeah, I you know he he went to Washington and like that team was notorious for never getting out of the first round. Yeah. and what what sweet justice would it be if they get carried by Juan Soto, like a oh, guy dude, that I love me some Juan Soto, like a guy that was nowhere near as hyped as Harper, and they get carried to the next round by a, a relatively unheard of prospect until he came to the bigs and just started smashing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and you know, this is what I I say to a lot of my Nats friends, which is that you know, who are you know, might be still be bitter about the Harper thing and why he didn't sign with us and you know, I think he should get booed. I'm all about that. But at the end of the day, I think the Nats made a smart decision because if you look at our outfield, like we just don't need him. Like it's a saturated right. outfield. You got Adam Eaton, Mighty Mouse out back there who's who carries a lot of kind of uh uh, veteran status, but yeah, then you've got sure. Victor Robles and Juan Soto, who are two of the best prospects in the you know in the MLB. Yeah, uh, and they're both super uh, so young. Just, yeah, and they're I think they're both like collectively under the age of forty. So <laughs> yeah, which is that's so crazy. Well, cool. That was a
0: great little write up on the Nats there.
2: I learned a lot. and yeah. I'm, a, I'm a baseball fan, and I learned a lot. Um, I have to I have to just say, give one quick like personal story. About yeah, go it. So, for it, please. Again, do. like being at the at the Nats game when Harper returned, um, I have never been in a sports moment live like I was when Harper first walked up to bat because Scherzer was on the mound. Oh, yes. And Max Scherzer, that is a beautiful psychopath. I don't know if oh, you've ever yeah. watched him up oh, close. Oh, yeah, just dude. Like, first off, he's got the two different colored eyes. Yeah. And then <laughs> he just swears at himself constantly. <laughs> he, like, strikes a dude out but misses a spot,
0: and he, like yells at himself
2: <laughs> like nat the nats fans like it was the weirdest thing of seeing the f- the crowd full and everyone standing up that never happens in Nat stadium unless it's playoffs and for everyone to stand up and be like cheering and booing every call and then when he when scherzer struck him out the first time it was the loudest i've ever heard in that stadium in my wow. it, was, it was so awesome that's am And fantastic. like, I was hugging random people in my section and, <laughs> and just like giving the bird to all the Philly fans in my section. It was just great. It was just a great sports moment.
0: It was like when Neftali Feliz struck out A Rod to go to the yeah. World Series. Like, my parents are at that game. They said people were kissing and like making out. And it was like almost like an orgy.
1: They didn't say that, but <laughs> well, it was like similar. Well, you know that they say love is strong but hate is stronger and i think <laughs> oh yeah i think that's very true especially with sports man because the oklahoma city thunder man they love them some russell westbrook but i think they hate them some kevin durant a lot more
0: oh man no doubt <laughs> yeah. no doubt so great little state of the union on the on the uh the nationals is it even
2: worth talking about the wizards Oh gosh! Well, you know they—we just fired our uh, manager. Yeah, Ernie Grunfold manager. or however his name is spelled. Um, The—I mean, I don't follow the Wizards a ton. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say this about—I'll say this about the basketball culture in D.C. because it is—it is unique to D.C. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I don't see this anywhere else. When you go to a Wizards game, you will see more bullets gear than you will see. Wizards Oh, gear. that's cool. So, like a lot, especially like the, a lot of the old folk um in DC who have lived here through a lot of the tough time. You mm-hmm. know, back in the day DC was a really tough city. Yeah, KD is
0: uh, from DC, wouldn't he?
2: Yeah. And uh the Wizards were kind of or I guess I should say the Wizards, the Bullets were kind of like the team that the city like embraced and kind of coalesced around. And so there are a lot of folks who lived through that and still live in the DC area and they just love them some Bullets. That's super and cool. So, they have season tickets. They go to all the games, and the crowd is very. It is the most like mellow basketball crowd I think I've ever kind of been a part of. I went to go watch them when LeBron came in when he was playing for the Cavs, mm-hmm. and I ended up sitting next to this great church group, and just like talking about their stories of watching the bullets and then watching the Wizards, and just um, it's kind of it's kind of cool. But the general story behind the Wizards is that it's just been poor management because that team yeah. has no shortage of stars. I mean if your backcourt is John Wall and Bradley Beal, you yeah. should be at least making the playoffs. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and my, but my favorite player that has been on the Wizards since um, uh, I've been here has probably been a tie between um, uh, Martin Gortat because mm-hmm. we called him the, his nickname is the Polish hammer. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you name. always know that Gortat got a sweet dunk because the Wizards Twitter would just tweet out pictures and emojis of hammers. <laughs> <laughs> that was always fun. Um, and then Otto Porter Jr. was also just a great, like yeah. pure basketball player. Just like did everything, uh, did everything right on the court. Played great defense, um, good passer. So as a basketball, as a basketball purist, I liked watching him. Yeah, he was
0: fun. John Wall, I love John Wall. I really love John Wall. And I'll, uh, this is my two sentence take. On All Wall. right, dude. Sentence one: He had a freaking song about him, comma and yeah, a People dance forget. Dude, th- these kids are forgetting the John Wall is the easiest dance move to do on the cl- in the club, and it was a good one. Yeah, just the John. You, you guys don't. We'll post the link in the comments or the uh, the the bio. Uh, sentence two. Oh no, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, when John Wall played against the Hawks, and he hit like a dagger three, he like oh, yeah. pointed at Quavo and uh, and. Uh, who was it? Who else was it? Quavo, Julius, or Julius, uh, Julio Jones and uh, Gucci Mane. Okay. Like pointed at him, and I'm like, dude, this guy, this guy's a G.
1: He knows the uh, he knows the game. He knows the game, dude. He's
2: he's he's part of the game. I he love John is the Ball. game. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's the man. I I'm a I'm a big John Wall fan. Um, also because of the basketball like watching good basketball john wall i will i will say this to my grave is a more valuable defensive player than he is an offensive player if wow. you watch a full wizards game john wall what he does on the defensive side of the defensive side of the ball is way more than what he does on the offensive side which is saying something. that's
0: that's interesting i never even thought yeah.
2: about that i just knew he got buckets
0: but <laughs> <laughs> dude so we got another team on here that uh honestly like if the Wizards weren't worth talking about this team's even less worth talking about and that would be the Washington Redskins oh gosh even people out here don't like to talk about them like here's my quick take on the Redskins I think Dan Snyder is he might be the most hated owner in the world which is saying something
2: when you have Jerry Jones in the league (laughs) well dude Jerry Jones isn't as bad (laughs) Dan Snyder's terrible the the rest of the league though people yeah that's true He's like
0: James Dolan level hatred, yeah. But he also pimped out his cheerleaders, so
1: I can kind of understand. Yeah. What about Robert Kraft? I mean, he's got an interesting, <laughs> yeah, story man. going on right now. <laughs> dude should have just gone to Disney World. Yeah, man. dude, he's really yanking right? people's chains. Yeah, like
0: with his <laughs> with his personality and like <laughs> people are just oh yeah. boy.
2: <laughs> um, now the the Redskins. The Redskins are super interesting um, because so they used to play in the old RFK Stadium, which was this football stadium that they built on the super east side of the city. Okay. Um, I actually used to be able to walk to it uh, when I lived on Capitol Hill. It wasn't very far away from me. Uh, but then they moved when that stadium became dilapidated and just kind of started to run <laughs> down. They built this stadium out in Landover, Maryland, mm-hmm. I think. And, yeah. like, you had a bus out to, to get out there. So, like, a lot of people in D.C. don't have cars. So, literally, you have to go meet at certain places, and these buses will take you out to the stadium. Huh. Um, and, you know, especially with the NFL out here, um, you'll run into as many Cowboys fans, as many Eagles fans, Patriots fans, yeah, uh, as you will Redskins fans. And so, like, even as a Cowboys fan, Who still roots for the Cowboys? I don't. I didn't adopt the Redskins when I came out here. Um, In my own rival city, I feel no like worry that anyone's going to say anything to me if I wear all my Cowboys gear out in D.C. on game day.
0: That's excellent.
2: Which is kind of a weird thing to say about uh, the NFL NFL fandom when you watch some of these videos of people like fighting each other in the in the stadium, (laughs) like that that just would never happen in Washington. Yeah, like I feel. If
1: you were wearing your Zeke jersey in Philly, I'd be a little nervous, man. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. You know, but like in Washington, I I kind of would have I would have expected the same kind of of uh, you know criticism. But I guess that's interesting. There are a lot of different people
2: out there that that aren't from the city.
0: And the Cowboys are like one of the bigger teams in the country.
2: And that's too. that's true. Yeah, I had a great moment where I was wearing my new uh last time i was in dallas i went over to that new have you guys been to the new like frisco starplex or whatever it is i've driven by it but i've never been oh it's amazing you gotta get you gotta go um but i went there and i got a leighton Vander esch jersey oh yeah nice and i was wearing it in dc uh on uh on a game day or something like that and some dude came up to me he's like hey hey cowboys fan cowboys fan i was like oh great some dude's gonna like actually like talk trash to me and he gave me a high five he was like go boise state i was like this (laughs) is so weird oh man (laughs) of all the things to like connect with somebody about in dc hey
0: man boise state represent (laughs) like yeah dude okay y'all got a blue field that's
1: tight (laughs) yeah all right i've got a i've got a random question what was the general i guess opinion or vibe from the
2: dc area when they let kirk Cousins slip away you know, poor Kirk Cousins. This guy just like... I, I, I truly believe this because I listened to like the DC Sports Radio and these people just freaking hated Kirk Cousins. I don't understand that. I don't get it either. And my the thing that I could not understand, I was talking to some Redskins fans about it. Like, I understand... You know, sure, Kirk Cousins can't get it done. You want to go in a new direction. But why is that direction Alex Smith? That just didn't make <laughs> any sense to me. He was like the
1: the Walmart version of Kirk Cousins. I always I always said, I was like, this is Kirk Cousins,
2: but he's older. Yeah, exactly.
1: I and, I don't get know, it, man. It's like yeah. Alex Smith has a longer resume with less accomplishments. Yeah, I feel like that's true.
2: Yeah, their their kind of takeaway was that, well, Alex Smith, we know exactly what we're gonna get. He's gonna be more consistent than Kirk Cousins. Right. And my kind of thing was like, yeah, consistently average. Like don't yeah. you like <laughs> This yeah, is the point with, why Philly went with Carson Wentz, right? Is that? He's exciting and he he's got a lot he's got a high ceiling. So you, if you're going to replace quarterbacks, go for somebody that's got a high ceiling, not go for a dude that's just like an, yeah. a career B- minus quarterback. Like
1: at least Kirk there there's that hope that something crazy will happen. Like he reminds me a lot of Tony Romo. Like you better do a good
0: job explaining this one cuz
1: this is <laughs> this is sicker ground you're approaching. <laughs> okay, like don't get me wrong, I love Tony Romo. But the dude was a liability, and you can't argue against that. Like, in okay. the biggest moments... <laughs> I'm inter- a Tony Romo hater, so oh, I, I'm all no. in, this. in the biggest moments, In the biggest moments, either something incredible would happen <laughs> or something horrible would happen. But I'm willing to flip that coin if it means something incredible could happen. And I think exactly. with Kirk Cousins, you, you got that. Whereas with Alex Smith, you really had to rely on the rest of that team. With Kirk, it was like, dude, I can be gunslinger and possibly, like, make something crazy happen, or I can throw a pick six and lose this playoff
2: game for us. And Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Being an average quarterback in the NFL only works if you have an amazing defense that can keep the other team from scoring, and you have enough weapons around you that all you got to do is stand in the pocket and get the ball to people. So, like... The Broncos, with a very, very average Peyton Manning, oh yeah, was able to get this done. It just doesn't right. work when your best receiver is like what a thirty-five-year-old tight end. Yeah. I mean, it, it just doesn't work. So, Dude, I, Nick, I think that the Redskins take, were made a horrible decision with that.
0: Nick, your take on Kirk Cousins and Tony Romo? I'm actually pretty impressed. Like, <laughs> I'm sold. That was that was not to say that uh, I didn't believe
1: in you, but. You had
0: some. You had a steep hill to climb, and you climbed it.
1: I appreciate it, man. I, no disrespect to either of them. I love Tony Romo, but I just think with both of those players, there's a high risk and high reward. And I, I always kind of liked Kirk
0: Cousins, and I'm glad he's on a different team, so I can like actually like him now. Yeah. So there's one more, one more sport here that we forgot that you reminded me about in, uh, in our oh, yeah. pre-meeting. Why don't you talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah. If you, I've. This is kind of weird about DC, but you cannot talk about the DC sports culture without talking about the DC United. Um, so that's our professional Ooh. soccer team. Um, people f- don't realize because a lot of people don't watch soccer, but like the DC United are a historically good team in the MLS. Um, I didn't know like that. in the early two thousand, like won the MLS Cup. Um, used to have a lot of really great players, and um, DC is a super international city because all of the yeah. the the uh, embassies being here. And just the State Department and sort of these international uh, organizations and institutions. Right. So the community is super diverse and um, global. And so they rally around the soccer team. In fact, we just got this awesome new stadium uh, over on the southeast side of the city called Audi Field. And it is just a beautiful sports stadium. And I hope that um, it, it serves as a good model for like future uh, stadiums and how people build these things because they're just so awesome. Nice. Um The big, the big thing that got me into the DC United not only because the town was so into it was because uh, when I first started following them, we ended up getting Wayne Rooney. Oh uh, yeah, to come and play uh, for a couple years for us, and it was hilarious because right when that happened, do you know that show the the Men in Blazers show? I think it's on Fox. Yeah, I uh, but it's like two British guys talking about soccer. Yeah. And it's basically a comedy show, but they talk about soccer. Well, they started doing this thing where they were going to go to the United States and go to these these uh, MLS games, and they chose to come to D.C. United for Wayne Rooney's first game, and they they coined the term hashtag Wayne the Swamp. <laughs> and so, like, now that's, like, everywhere in the city. And that's so, awesome. Uh, for the first game, I, I said, if Wayne Rooney scores a goal, then I'll buy, a, like, one of those t-shirt jerseys, you know? Yeah, jerseys. Um, and so I rocked that constantly. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome but yeah so the dc united are, are a huge part of this sports culture and i would say behind the caps you know and depending on how the nats do they're going to be the number two or number three team in the city
0: wow that's great i think the the dallas team here has a kind of a cult following but they've they've been good from what i understand i have a coworker who's uh i think he's from ecuador and he's a big soccer fan he really loves the dallas team uh fc dallas and uh I'm I'm pulling for the MLS because I think Americans need to start embracing soccer a little bit more than they have in the past.
1: It's such a world
2: sport. Like yeah. that's what's so cool about it.
0: More so than any other sport we play. I know basketball is starting to become that,
2: but right, soccer is truly the world sport. I'll say this about I'll say this about soccer and why it attracts me as a fan, as a sports fan is that it's nice to know that when I turn on a soccer game, I'm gonna get guaranteed forty five minutes of uninterrupted yes. play. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, like. Maybe not the most exciting things are happening, but at least I know that I'm not going to get any commercials. And you just can't say that about watching a basketball game or a football game yeah. anymore.
0: No, hundred percent. I I totally agree. Like I know when I used to work from home, I would just put it on in the background as kind of like if something cool happens, I'll take a look. But if not, yeah, I totally agree with you. Soccer's like low key awesome at that.
2: Yeah. So I'm also in. I'm also super into craft beer and those vindie the venn diagram of craft beer people and soccer people is basically a circle and so <laughs> <laughs> there's it's just complete 100% overlap <laughs> dude
0: that's awesome so we'll have to talk to you about this after the pod but Nick and I are working on a little side project that we may need to bring you aboard for i know i'm excited um, about it and it has to do with beer so uh so i wanted to ask you one more question then we'll close up this segment and then we'll uh close up the episode I was curious because you said uh, the new Redskins stadiums in Maryland. So does the D.C. Baltimore rivalry exist? So like I'm thinking I, I know that the, the Orioles and the Nats never trade with each other. And I guess their ownership groups kind of don't like each other. But like I'm wondering, yeah. I, I don't think like the Redskins and, Raider, or and Ravens have a big rivalry. Like I'm wondering... Do you have a lot of people who do support more of the Baltimore? And then another question, were people in D.C. stoked that Virginia won?
2: Yeah, so I'll start with the Baltimore thing. So okay. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're in completely different um, leagues in most sports. Yeah. So like AFC, NFC, we just right. don't ever really see each other very often. Um, I think the same thing is for baseball. Um, and so the fact of not playing with playing each other that much just doesn't really bring a lot of rivalry. It's also, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the Orioles are one of the worst teams in baseball. Dude, they're gutter trash.
0: They're the the worst team in baseball.
2: Uh, So it's like really hard to have a rivalry with a team that's just not good. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's true. Um, I mean, no offense to them, but like that's the case. I will say this. uh, For supposedly two management systems that uh, uh, hate each other, they tend to do a lot of freaking business with each other. Yeah. Um, The D.C. market is one of the only... Baseball markets that still absolutely requires you to have a cord in your house, oh, cable cord, in order to watch the team. So that's you horrible. can't zero uh, streaming services will get you any games uh, in market, wow. and so and that is a unique Baltimore and Washington's corridor thing. Wow, that's crazy. so for two managements that hate each other, they tend to <laughs> do a lot of work together. Um, Collusion. I just say that. Uh, what was what was your second thing?
0: Were people stoked about Virginia winning at all?
2: Yeah, so UVA sends a lot of people up to D.C. A lot of people uh, here went to UVA. And so I would say that the city was, was pretty behind them uh, the whole tournament, especially the story of losing to a 16 seed the first yeah. you know, the year before and then going on to win the championship. Um, I know that the Nats were all in on, on Virginia because uh, Zimmerman and Doolittle are both UVA guys. Oh, I didn't so, know that. That's cool. Uh, the, the Nats Park had a big kind of like go UVA push. Cool.
0: Yeah, I know. Cause uh, OG, I was talking to him throughout the uh, the tournament, and he said he had Virginia winning in every one of his brackets. And I'm like, dude, you really That's believe? Awesome. And I think he and he said exactly what you said, Bert. He's like, yeah, I had to believe that they would bounce back from the worst upset in college basketball history, um, and they did, and it did in a big way. Even though I was hardcore pulling for Tech, I wanted Tech to win so bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the other, you know, obviously Georgetown is in DC, and I know. Uh, they used to be pretty decent at basketball. I think they just hired a new coach that should help turn the program around, but they haven't really been much of a factor lately, I feel like. Yeah, dude, it's Patrick Ewing. Oh, that, that I thought they hired Patrick Chewing? No. <laughs> yeah, dude,
2: because, you know, he's a Georgetown guy. Yeah. I went to the I went to a Georgetown game last year just so I could see Patrick Ewing. Dude, they should have hired they didn't care about the game. <laughs> <laughs> they should not have hired. Uh, no, Roy Georgetown <laughs> Georgetown basketball has a pretty strong cult following. Yeah. Um it's weird it, to go to a game there because uh, it's so far away from the college campus that none of the college kids actually come to the games.
0: That's interesting. I, my, one of my or two of my cousins, one of them went to seminary there, and the other one went to uh, to medical school there, and they both said, "Yeah, we never went to any of the games." So, but that might be more of a culture of, of of grad school than anything else. But, well, cool, man. That is the state of the union of of DC sports. I'm excited that we're able to bring you on and talk about it. It's it's certainly something that, you know, moving from the DFW Metroplex to DC, obviously that's a big deal. And obviously there's just so many different things, like especially, I think the biggest difference is probably the Caps. I think people like the Stars here, but I don't think people like it as much as DC guys like the Caps. Even though I love the Stars. Yeah. So, well, cool. We are running out of time here. So let's go ahead and do our one and done that we all kind of discussed was going to be more than one, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but it's okay because it's all good stuff. Bert, why don't you give us your one and done to start? And then Nick, you okay. can follow up and then I'll, I'll close this out.
2: Okay. Um, my one and done is that Anthony Rendon is the, what people don't realize is that he's the greatest third baseman in baseball right now. Oh my God. Yeah. About I said Nolan it. Renato? Um, so, I'm trying to pull up his stats right now because they are out of control. The dude's good. Add I think
0: that's You'll have to add all this he's out. actually the reason why I think that uh, they let Harper go from a pure production perspective. I think they knew they could get that out of Rendon and then the two outfielders.
2: Yeah, so Anthony Rendon is currently batting four he <laughs> He's got four homers, 14 RBIs. And 18 hits in the start of the season. Um, I was trying to see if I could find his per game stats because they're out of control.
0: Dude, he looks like uh who's the guy from Eastbound and Down? Danny McBride? Is that his name? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he looks like Danny McBride. So here there here's how he's gone for the past ten games. He's had uh uh one double, a homer, a homer, a homer, a homer, <sighs> and then three straight doubles. to win win games I mean the guy is just out of control and so I think that um, uh, like you were saying about letting Bryce Harper go I hope that Rendon gets a mega contract and he never plays for another team I think
0: he he looks like he's 35 and he's not like I'm telling you he
2: looks like (laughs) Danny McBride he looks like because of his hair I think is what it is yeah but uh, but yeah Anthony Rendon does not get enough credit he's the best third baseman in baseball
1: it's a hot take. I like it, Nick. All right, uh, my one and done in honor of Incubator is oh. about music. Oh yeah! So I want to talk about an album that came out last week. For anyone who likes heavy metal, <laughs> it's called. It's um the album is called Periphery Four. Hail Stan! <laughs> All right, so Periphery is the name of this band. They've been around for years i've listened to them since like 2009 i think that but was her debut i think yeah this album is obviously like a play on words it's supposed to be i guess kind of like a joke but what's the joke nick <laughs> <laughs> um well so my take on this album it is spencer Satello's best vocal performance but it is probably my least favorite periphery full-length album okay um, I don't know if you've listened to it much. I have. I listened to the whole thing. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts?
0: I cringed the whole time. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, but here's the deal. I- I'm with you. I think his voices continue to get better, but he does these weird things where he like kind of sings like this, and I'm like, dude, are yeah. you like
1: a witch, like <laughs> like reading out of your spell book? It's weird. They they tried to be almost like weird in a funny kind of way, because like if you look at the lyrics, it's like. Other than one song, it's (laughs) nothing about the album is like in any way, shape, or form like satanic or anything like that. (laughs) But it's like I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. They just try to be like funny with with I don't know, dude. His lyrics are weird. I don't really like his lyrics or the I guess the way they went with this. But I do think his vocal performance is probably his his best of any album.
0: I would agree. The album just made me. Cringe. I just don't know how I feel about the <laughs> album. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's a good one and done. I have two, okay. but I'm going to go through number one really quick. Um, and in the spirit of incubator, if I were to do this is a dope and a nope, I would say. Um, my nope is why are all these dudes leaving their teams and bashing the team on the way out? Like, yeah, dude. What's the deal with Cole Beasley? Like, what's the deal? What's the deal with uh? Antonio Brown, right? What's the deal, dude? I'm people. I'm telling you,
1: like we talked about this a little bit earlier. People aren't happy. What's the deal? I don't get it. Have some respect, man. Have some class. Like that city and that organization, you know, rooted for you. Convinced you're, him to play football. You. You
0: got to, yeah. Cole was gonna quit. Yeah. And then Jason Garrett had to come to his house and be like, "No, dude, you might play." And he's like, "Yeah, I guess you're right." And now he's making millions, and he's just like, yeah, the Cowboys have the worst facilities. I'm like, have you been to the Star? Oh, my God. That well, doesn't make any sense to me. I haven't been there. Bert has been there, but um, that's my nope. My dope, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, and I'm sad that it came at the expense of going to the Parcels concert, Bert, which is something that we actually had two of my friends that went... Uh, and we're talking about how groovy it was. They said they invited a dude to come up on stage and smoke a blunt and just dance all groovy on the stage. Oh, that's awesome. And he and this is Dallas. Like, this is not a legal place to smoke marijuana. Uh, <laughs> so it was a bold move, and it, it, I guess it paid off. But uh, I skipped that concert to watch the Dirk final home game, and for probably 30 straight minutes, like every time he made a shot, I would start crying. Like, I'd start welling <laughs> up in tears. And then the post-game tribute and <laughs> the post-game tribute. All right. Did you guys end up watching this at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like Dirk's Heroes. Scotty Pippen. Yeah. What a guy. Charles Barkley. Oh, heck yeah. I love Charles Barkley. Larry Bird. Oh, yeah. Like Detlef Schrempf. Yeah, I get it. He's a German legend, like the first German player. Awesome dude. And Sean Kemp? (laughs) Yeah. What the hell was Sean Kemp doing? (laughs) And so I will say this. Sean Kemp has some of the dirtiest dunks and most disrespectful dunks of all time. Yeah. oh, They were awesome. But my buddy Jake, who I was telling you about, who's from Seattle, he said he knew like almost all 20 of Sean Kemp's kids from 10 different wives. Wow. Maybe not wives, but mistresses um <laughs> apparently he is not a very class act in the seattle area <laughs> what? what yeah who would have thought right
1: but uh man it's sad to see Dirk go
0: yeah but i i thought the tribute was amazing i thought it was so i thought it was so necessary because he never brought the attention to himself yeah and he was respected in about the best way possible and i was i was so happy about that so yeah those the are my NBA two needs more
2: guys like dirk who commit their entire career to one franchise I'm curious to see if Steph Curry will do that.
0: Like, I feel like he could be the next dude to do that. And Westbrook could probably do that as well. I think so. So those are my one and dones. We're going to wrap this thing up. This was a longer episode, but I liked it because it got, we had a lot to talk about here today. So Bert, I'm going to give you the chance to do a shameless self promotion. So why don't you you take it away?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, if you like this podcast and the, uh, the banter between uh, uh, hosts, you will definitely enjoy the Incubator Music (laughs) Podcast. Um, We were supposed to have an episode released on Tuesday. I'm not saying it was him, but I think it's a strange coincidence that the same week that Julian Assange is in the news, the Incubator (laughs) computer stopped working. (laughs) I don't know why, but I'm just saying. He may have a hand Um, at all. (laughs) um, But, yeah, we release episodes every Tuesday uh we talk about all kinds of music hip hop indie rock metal uh ska oh what does not matter we talk about it um plus some pretty cool things that are going on in music and the things that we also don't think are very cool so uh definitely check us out uh we're episodes every tuesday you can follow us at on facebook twitter and instagram at hatching music yeah i i would have to say that
0: it's my favorite podcast i think i like it more than this one actually i think so thanks chris that's high praise i know because i really like this one um no but bert it was so much fun having you on julian get off of our podcasts uh (laughs) i don't think he'll be doing a lot of hacking from where to where he's going um and i don't hopefully he doesn't get killed because that'd be a bad look but um he will not be hacking podcasts much longer so thank you guys for tuning in today my good friend Dirk who is recently retired who also has a lot more time to be on this podcast so Dirk if you're listening um you can come on whenever you want we just might need to get a little bit of a bigger couch um but Dirk he's going to close us out as he has closed out this video